Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Trying to eat a salad. Happy, happy Monday. God bless. No fucking way. Fuck Monday. I take that statement back immediately. (laughs) Um, Let's try. Let's try again tomorrow. Just kidding. Um, Hope everybody's having a lovely day. Just kidding. We're on vacation. We're on vacation. We can't, um, I can't take very long. I guess the next episode, when we have more time on an intro, I'll tell you guys about all the goods I've been reading. Well, make sure you, you promote your new book because, uh, well, fuck, um, on September 23rd, (laughs) casually name drop on September 23rd, my book releases. If you like, if you like dark romance and suspense romance and hot psycho men with dead bodies, crazy ass motherfuckers <laughs> for their men for their women then this is definitely the series for you um very much very much halloweeny vibes very much killer stalker vibes don't read it if you have a weak stomach i didn't play no games when it came to like torturing bitches okay do not read it if you don't like dark romance that's all i'm saying um, if you if you're new to dark romance, I don't suggest you start there. Probably not. I don't think there's like major trigger. I mean, there probably are trigger warnings in there somewhere. I just don't even remember them. So just go in knowing that it's dark romance and it's for 18 years or older, and like have your head on straight before you go into the shit. Um, and then when you finish it, email me. But it releases September 23rd. And it'll release on all platforms this go around. It will not go into KU. And I'm not, when does this episode drop? I don't know yet. <laughs> okay, whenever this episode drops, if this episode drops. Probably we'll Monday. Okay, um, then go pre-order it because I'll be increasing the price come release day. So go pre-order it for a special price. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's about it for me. Stevie, anything for you? Um, not really. Uh, thank you to all the authors and everybody who participated in our giveaways and our anniversary and our anniversary episodes um it's been an emotional week (laughs) i've been honestly i'm just so thankful that we just get to sit here i mean i know that we get tired because you know booking can get natural it's fine but i mean at the end of the day like who else gets to say like they get to sit down with one of their best friends and talk to like some of the coolest authors about books you know like some of our idols like in the in the sense of like people that we've been reading for years and oh absolutely not to mention like the authors that we've become really good friends with yeah like i'm casually name dropping here but we've like really gotten close to jen sterling and Candy Steiner and people that we've looked up to for years uh-huh. who have become like really, really good friends of ours. And Saffron Kent's like my, my soulmate. Now. I know. And I remember when I booked that episode without telling MJ that I had booked her and she was so nervous <laughs> the whole time. 
and then they become besties. We literally Zoom call each other like twice a month, like, and we text each other every single day. Like, so, I mean, the opportunity to even do this is amazing. So at the end of the day, yes, we're tired, but we're also thankful. And right. We, we enjoy have- it. We, we might be tired, but I think we're only tired right now because uh, MJ had pneumonia. We were recording. I wanted to like kill myself. 12 episodes in like three weeks or something like that. I th- like the final 12 hear- episodes were like recorded in a period of like. <laughs> and I was like wrapping up a book and it was just, yeah, it was just not a fun time. But we're thankful and we hope that we can do this for however long you guys want to listen. Um, I know, if you keep listening, we'll keep being there. We'll keep doing it, people. But um, today we have a really super special guest. I am not going to say her name yet because I don't want to fuck it up. And uh, we'll get back to you soon in just a second with who we're about to chat with. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I literally forgot how to say it again. Son of a war. Please remind me. Like, like hooray with the J. Okay, hooray with the J. Jeray Anthony. Welcome to the podcast. She literally just told me 20 seconds ago and my brain just went, nope. It was like, absolutely not. I'm dyslexic and Southern. So um, yeah, it's not, bad a good, combo. not a good combination for me. But I really am really terrible with names. Like I'm so bad. I think I just like miss letters sometimes. Like if you were to leave me alone with that, I would have called you Jerry. Well, <laughs> that's what I get usually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've ha- I've had a lot of different mispronunciations. So, but I see the little thingy on it, and I'm like, ah, that does something to a letter. <laughs> I'm not sure what it does. Do you remember JT Geisinger's episode? <laughs> I was so confident that I had her name right, right, that I didn't even ask her how to spell her name. Oh. It's JT, and I thought it was Gessinger. And I've been saying it like that my whole fucking whatever. And then I introduced her, and she was like, "It's Geisinger," and I was like, "Oh." fucking awesome that's amazing that's great anyways welcome to the podcast thank you so much for joining us oh thanks for having me I'm so excited to be here um happy Monday I know Mm -hmm. Monday Mondays just feel like uh, I don't even know Mondays just feel like work they stress me out does anybody get stressed out on Mondays you stress out on Mondays I usually stress out on Tuesdays because I try to like cram all the Monday stuff Mm -hmm. and then I'm in the fetal position on Tuesday like I did too much (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's a that's a good. Theory. Look, we're really tired right now. So th- after this, we are on vacation for seven days. Yay! Stevie's like, I'm not doing a damn thing, and I'm like, I gotta write. So, but technically, we're on break from podcast. But um, we're super excited to get to chat with you. You have a debut novel, which is just super uber exciting. Um, and congratulations to you for that. So uh, we're gonna jump into some questions about drive me crazy. Do you want me to start? Or you want to start, Stevie? You can start. All right. Drive Me Crazy, like I said, is a debut romantic comedy. This story is about a boss and an employee who are forced on a cross-country road trip. And I love the aesthetic. I love this whole thing. So what made you want to do rom-com for your debut novel? Um, I just don't know if there was any way of avoiding a rom-com because of, you know, my trauma and all of my weird childhood experiences. You know, I think that I think that people who have like a lot of weird stuff happen. Like it just comes out as funny. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the character just like showed up in my head one day and I was like, I have to tell her story. So. I literally love that. I, I was talking to a friend of mine last night. It was Michelle. 
Um, I was talking to her last night about my childhood trauma. It was something about like, I was telling her a story about how my mom used to take me to work with her when she worked at a strip club and she would like leave me in the back room to like sleep, you know, like, and like, you know, just like lock the door, but like strippers were like coming in and out and shit like that. And like, when I talk to like people who are like therapists or like doctors, they're like, that's not funny. And I'm like, but it is though. You want to laugh at it. It's hilarious. They're like, tell me about your ACE score, adverse childhood experiences. It's like, yeah, um, pretty high. A lot of weird stuff. And it's not always bad. Like, you know, we made the best of it. Yeah. I mean, it's not all, I mean, it's not terribly bad. I'm not saying that being in a strip club was bad. I'm just saying that that might've been the reason that I grew up to be a bisexual. I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. I don't think that a seven-year-old should have been in a strip club, but that's just me personally. My mom raised the way that she wanted to, you know, to each their own, whatever. But yeah, I get that. I, I, so like, I make, I try to make people laugh with my trauma, you know, but then at night I'm like, I'm so fucked up in the head. Like I'm fucked up, you know, like, and I'm crying or whatever. So I totally get that. Trauma and humor is mm-hmm. the best. It's the best. All right, CB, you take the next one. <laughs> All right. So we have Elliot, who is a sunshine messy, which I believe you put that in the bio. Yeah. For the blurb of this book. And I was like, that is an interesting combo. It's literally, it's literally me. Then her grumpy boss, Benjamin, did you anything in particular inspire these two characters? Um, I guess partially like she's inspired by me in a lot of ways. Um, like I couldn't keep a job. I think it's because I have ADHD now, but um, why are we the same person? <laughs> yeah, and so and it's like Elliot is super, just like happy and annoying, okay. and I just really liked the idea of like her aggravating the shit out of this guy that's like this grumpy boss, and he's you know he's got his own past and his own reasons for being grumpy, which we learn about later. But I just really wanted to put them in the car together and like just the the vision of her singing through all the songs and that's me annoying him um and Elliot is very like impulsive Mm -hmm. and I struggle with mental illness like anxiety and things like that and so she is kind of like the embodiment of like acting on her impulses whereas like most of us have intrusive thoughts and things like that Elliot like actually acts on it and it's just like this obnoxious just um hilarious situations she gets herself in but they're not all just like completely made up because a lot of that shit is like stuff that goes in my head I honestly so okay so my dad's bipolar so I know everything I know all kinds of shit about impulses okay mm-hmm. because when people are bipolar they'll have like these times where they're in a very good mood and they're like let's go to Disney World you know <laughs> it's like and then like the next day they're like I'm not getting out of the bed. So, and plus I also struggle with my own mental illness, mental illness check, you know, like, dang, Um, I just got like a bunch of them. So I definitely know what like acting on impulses looks like, especially when I was younger, like in high school. And I knew that this was probably a symptom of mental illness, but I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm young. It's fine. And then I got older and I was like, oh my God, I should have dealt with this at a younger age. I should have dealt with this. Cause like now I like get on Amazon and I'll like binge buy like a hundred dollars worth of shit. I don't need my husband's like, yeah. I worry about you. I really do. It's like, I do it for the dopamine. 
fine. I literally, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I think, but honestly, what I think I need to start doing is getting it in the cart. Right. And then they need to like, let me buy it, but it really doesn't let me buy it. Like it's, a, it's yeah, a fake, it's a fake thing. Yeah. Put it in the list because that's what I do when I ha- want to binge buy things. I put them in lists and then I'm not really buying them. That's a good idea. And see, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot better. Cause like when I'll go in, I'll be like, but do I really need this Peloton? Like, <laughs> do I really, I have a gym membership. Like, do I really need this freaking bouncy castle? I live in an apartment. I don't know if I need it, you know? I don't know. So the cover of this book is illustrative and super awesome. I'm a fucking sucker for illustrative covers. Like I fucking love them. And I am super obsessed with this one. Like, tell me all the details. Like why this cover, who did it? So um, Bailey McGinn, McGuinn, maybe. I don't know how to say her last name. She's on Instagram, Bailey Designs Books. She, um, I found her through Readsy. So if you're a writer, you probably are familiar with the Readsy website. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically read my entire manuscript and came up with the cover. So I was really impressed with that because I just wanted, you know, it's my first book and I just wanted it to like capture what the story was about. And it is a romance, but it is so much more than that because there's mental illness it's almost like a chick lit that's spicy I guess so I think she did a really good job of capturing um I guess the theme and the essence of the book and yeah. so like all the little details around the book have it's like little inside jokes of what happened there's like lipstick and peanuts and chocolate cake and pizza and things like that and it's like all a nod to the things that happened in the story and I just thought it was perfect Oh my god, I love that. I love that she actually read the manuscript to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's like super. I mean, honestly, it's like super rare because I feel like a lot of a lot of cover design. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously they're probably busy. They probably got yeah. Shit to do, so they don't have time to read every single manuscript that comes to the door. But the fact that she did was super awesome. And I mean, I think it shows. It's a really great cover. It's super unique, and nobody's ever gonna see anything else like it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I'm like in love with it. So if nothing else, I love the cover. <laughs> All right. Stevie, go with the next one. So what was your favorite part about writing Elliot and Benjamin's characters? Hmm. Like my favorite scene or my favorite, I just really liked her. I I guess I really liked the point, the turning point in the story where she softened him. Like he came around, like he's like an asshole, but he's like, but for you, you know, and he was really protective of her. And um, like, yeah, whenever she got through to him. I think that was my favorite part. And it is in like all sunshine, grumpy trope. Like that's my favorite. I love that trope. That's such an iconic trope. I love it. I love a grumpy hero. Like I, when they are like so grumpy, it's like, give me more. See, Stevie, this is where we're the similar, we're similar, right? You like grumpy. I like asshole, which is just bordering the same thing. Yeah, and he is a grumpy asshole at the beginning. You're like, why? And a lot of my beta readers were like, I don't like him. And then once you got to the point where you find out why he's grumpy, they were like, oh, well, that makes sense. It, and that's what I wanted. It was like, it had yeah. to be something really big to make it make sense. See? I'm here for it. Well, the same, Stevie. You like grumpy in contemporary, and I like psychos in dark romance, which is basically the same thing, but in just different like different lighting 
Look, we're really two different people. She likes reverse harem and I like secret babies. Okay. Like we touch all the bases on this podcast. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So if if Drive Me Crazy were to be made into a movie, and I think that with this plot, I think it'd be great. It'd be a great movie. Who would you cast in the roles of Elliot and Benjamin? So Benjamin is hard. Um, I said Theo James just because he's like tall, dark, and handsome. Um, but anybody that was like not Ben Affleck, not, don't hear me say Ben Affleck. So if somebody that's like you know tall, dark, and handsome, like like, like, like clean like, cut. Okay. No, like clean cut. I don't what know. about Ryan Reynolds? No, I don't think he could be. Uh, no, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. And then I just think of Amityville Horror when he's like going crazy on his family. Um, yeah um so I'm thinking Theo James but I'm open to suggestions for Benjamin but for Elliot I think Anna Kendrick would capture her really oh my god she would be the best yeah because she's like flirty and fun and just like awkward I think she could really like tap into the character of Elliot so and I think she's great rom-com material she's so good in a (gasps) rom-com oh wait 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 Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. But Theo James would also be a really good grumpy asshole. Yeah, yeah. I have the perfect one. Just give me a second. I mean, he was kind of grumpy and an asshole as four. Like They played in a movie together, actually. Anna Kendrick played in this movie with this dude. Hold up. Let me find it. This is going to literally drive me fucking crazy. What movie? What is the guy's name who played on Lost? Oh, I don't know um um he played he played the dude on gossip girl not chuck bass but the blonde dude oh uh, um chase crawford yeah chase crawford what to expect when you're expecting and anna kendrick played in the same movie as him and they're like a couple Uh oh my god so they they don't like each other in the beginning because they went to high school together and they own rival food trucks and what not to expect what they're not expecting so it makes sense. I could totally see that. They're yeah, hot. that could work. They're great. So there's that. But that just that's what that made me think of. All right, CV, you can take the last question for this reading one. So what is next for tw- going into 20 or the end of 2021 going into 2022? So I just finished my um, Kindle Vela story which is exciting. It's called Heart Wrenched. Okay. And it's kind of a side story of it's in this world. Um, and I wrote it for my newsletter and then they loved it. So I turned it into Kindle Vela. So it's um, about an aspiring soap opera writer. And she has like a real life Scooby-Doo dog that she doesn't want. And she's trying to solve a mystery of like who stole her laptop and all this. It's just crazy and fun. And I'm so what going to read is, this. What is what a unique <laughs> character? I love that. A soap opera writer. I've never heard that in a character. I'd also story. like to say she is the first author to actually talk about Kindle Bella. Yeah. So um, release. <laughs> it's called Heart Wrench and it's it's finished. So a lot of people are um scared to try Kindle Bella because the stories aren't done. So like just you know, subtle plug, it's done. Yeah. So if, if you want to go read it, um, it's more spicy than Drive Me Crazy because I was kind of like, I went down a TikTok rabbit hole of like- um, <laughs> Spice talk, kink, spicy book talk. It was like, no, it was kink talk. Oh, it yes! Like, it, it got, so I have like a video of my husband reading one of the scenes and he was like, you, my mother-in-law read it, y'all, and she liked oh. it. 
Oh my gosh. It was very awkward. Mother-in-law's being some kinky shit. I'm telling you. They do. They do. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's released and done. It's eventually going to be a book, but I don't want to confuse my readers because it's not the next book in the series. So the next book, um, that the epilogue in Drive Me Crazy is um, Gwen, who's one of her friends. And so the next book is going to be Gwen's story. Mm-hmm. And Jack, um, who is a YouTuber, and he's... Um, I love how unique uh, these characters are. I know. <laughs> So he's a YouTuber and a amateur pilot and they are going to kind of maybe get stuck on an island together and she's like okay I don't think that I how can you I don't think you could be an amateur pilot how he's like a fresh he's fresh okay like a new pilot he's like overly confident like it's like a side thing you know yeah Uh, and so I'm so excited I'm like 20,000 words into that book and so that is going to come out and then I have Maggie's book the third friend from drive me crazy and I think I'm going to try to rapid release those hers um I have a I have so much you know how like when you're writing one book all your ideas for the next book come had to flow like, out no, like like I need <laughs> yeah. you to wait like wait for a minute because that's happening to me right now so it's going to be so good so anyway and then all this all the characters are like in the same world with heart wrenched mm-hmm so it's like if you like the characters, stay around for a while because there's gonna be more. That's awesome! I'm super excited for you. I can't wait. Congratulations! It sounds Thank epic. You. I love how unique these characters are, and everything you said is like, I don't know, it's like very thought out, which is just awesome because I did the same thing. So congratulations, and we're excited to see more from you. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're gonna move to writing questions. Um, when did you first realize that you wanted to be an author? Well, realize I always, my teachers always told my mom that they thought I would write. And then whenever I was in high school, my mom, um, I don't want to give too much away, but I used to write funny stories about my stepdad because it helped me cope with some stuff. And so it was like very elaborate, funny things. And so, um, so that's kind of how it started. And then I had a friend that was an English degree in college and she would always talk about writing a book. And I thought, she's never writing a book. Like she doesn't do it. So I can't write a book if she doesn't write a book. Yeah. And so that was really stupid. That held me back for like a decade. Mm-hmm. And then I read a book that was very popular and it was just okay. And I remember thinking it was like three years ago. And I was like, I could do that. And yeah. I was like, well, hell, I'm just going to do it. And like, I just <laughs> literally started writing that's how it started I mean listen that's how all the best stories start honestly that's literally what I did I was like I can write so much better I can do that I can do that you're like I'm like I don't know if I could do it better but I could do it as well right like I I could do do just as well yeah so um I get that bad boy because I'm dyslexic so like you know right right gotta clean my shit up but I can do this so are you a plotter, a pantser, or somewhere in between, which is what we call a planter, which sounds like a planter's wart, and I now want to find a new word for it. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to go with planter. Okay. I started out just free in it, you know, just writing, and then I wrote myself into a corner, and then I yeah. rewrote it again. So I rewrote Drive Me Crazy three times, like fully rewrote. Yeah. And then I was like, that was exhausting and unnecessary. So I need to kind of like have a game plan. So now 
Um, have you ever read this book, Take Off Your Pants? I have not. This is my favorite. Take off oh, your pants as in stop pantsing. Yeah, this is my favorite. And so basically I took a little bit of that and I took a little bit of um, the Save the Cat writes a novel. And basically I just want to like make sure I have a theme, a motivation and a flaw in my mind, like as I'm writing. And so it all kind of goes together. What, um, what do you write in? Like what program do you write in? I used to write in Scrivener and then you used to I used to see I'm probably doing it wrong my I had a really old computer at the time and like all I wrote like 5,000 words one night I stayed up so late doing it and it did not save and that is false information your computer fucked up because it might have been my computer full yeah and and so then after that I was like no and yeah. so then I write in google docs now because I'm just so scared and, but I still have Scrivener I bought it and so like it's I need to my life I it guess is, I need to try it again it is the planter's best friend period okay. like and honestly like that's why I write in Scrivener is because that's why I don't write, write in word and I used to write in google docs and then I had I realized that I have like 18,000 google doc like things open I have character interviews I have like breakdowns of yeah um you know like character like all kinds of just dumb shit like I have them 100 and some questions yeah like 112 character interviews and then I have character breakdowns I have an outline I have like pieces I want to use I have teasers I have my blurb I have my copyright and I have like 18 doc 18,000 documents open for one thing and in Scrivener I can compile it all into one thing and it's amazing and like if I if my last word I write is the cat I and I and my computer shuts down when I open it back up it's the cat so I guess I'll try to give it another time. Scrivener's like the, it's the planter's best friend. Now, if you're a pantser, Scrivener is not for you. If you're a plotter, Scrivener is still probably for you, but planter, it's perfect for them. I love it. 10 out of 10 recommend. 10 out of 10. All right. So do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like when you sit down to write, do you have to like have a special cup of tea or like put on a favorite pair of socks or like eat a bag of candy, something like that? Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. It's um, <laughs> it's if I if I'm at my desk, which okay. is in my bedroom, I have to have shoes on. Um, if it's like an intense scene, this is my baby blanket, and my husband will come in, and it's like this. This is like when you know it's like real. It's like the when comfort it, blanket. <laughs> yeah, it, it because it's like the blinders. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like a, like a horse. Um, like your caterpillar. <laughs> that's me with my stuffed animal yeah and so like I have that I also have like mushroom coffee that I drink it's supposed to it's got lime I've tried that magical dirt shit so many times and I can't drink it I can't well I like nasty shit like I like I like black coffee I like IPAs and then also I have this I have this it's um be smart it's royal jelly Okay. I'm telling you, I'm so dramatic. If you tell me to spin outside with a crystal in my bra under the moonlight and it'll make me write better, I will do it. Like I will do anything. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, you know, like I have my crystals I, up here. I don't know what any of it. And so anyway, it's just like I have essential oils. It's just very dramatic. Um, I have, you should let me do a tarot reading for you. Well, I don't know about that. Like, how do you, what are you going to tell me? 
I mean, whatever you want to know. I I do I do like crystals too. I keep like all kinds of crystal. Like when I'm writing, I like play around with one of them. Like I keep crystals everywhere. Um, they're all over the fucking house. So like when a full moon comes and I have to, you know, like put them in the window or whatever, Fletcher's like, found one in the bedroom. And I'm like, glad. <laughs> I'm like, thanks so much like, for gathering this for me. I'm like an amateur crystal user. So I don't really know. I just shove them in my bra. I don't know what to do. What are you like, shoving in your bra? Like what crystal are you shoving in your bra? Like the purple one and the Amethyst. pink one. And then, ro- and then rose quartz. Oh, and then I have this tall one. Uh, it's probably just regular quartz. Yeah. No, it's it's like selenite. Oh, it's the one that does the rainbow thing in the sun, right? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, get. <laughs> I love. <laughs> You're like I don't know. Hold up. <laughs> I um, love that she said that she's like I'm an amateur crystal user. It's fine. <laughs> there's this there's this place called Love by Luna, and it's online. Okay. Mm-hmm. um and like it's a it's a website and and basically you can go in and find crystal intonation sets for certain things like motivation creativity manifestation and they send you a set of like whatever one you want so but like for me like um it just depends like I do tiger's eye and that is and that like um if you keep tiger's eye by like something that you're like working on or like you set it on something that's supposed to like put like creativity in your head if you have like fool's gold and you like keep it around like thing like your workspace it's supposed to like um like inspire like money and wealth and success so just look it up you can look it up and it has like all kinds of information on it wow see like i'm i'll just like research and just go down like a whole book three is going to have a lot of that in it because it's like once i get obsessed with something like i have to put it in one of my characters so well if you ever have any questions feel free to message me because i'm like a for sure and i also do tarot reading so if you ever want a tarot reading it's fine it's not like it's not like devil or worship or nothing like that like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to possess you or some shit it gave me my past life reading i found out i was a man you were a man Yep, he was a man in a past life. I'm fairly sure I was eaten by an alligator or a shark in a past life. Fairly sure, because it's like, why would I be? I'm so scared. Or at the ocean, I'm terrified of the ocean. Well, what if you? Well, uh, well, what if you were like a marine biologist in a past life? Why would I be scared of the ocean? Maybe I found something that made me scared. Probably found the megalodon. Got eaten by the megalodon. That's what it is you probably i mean honestly past lives i you have like one specific thing normally that happens in a past life that you are you don't repeat in a nor in your current life they say right so that might be it for you it might be the water who knows all right so moving forward we just took like a left turn on crystal <laughs> um, so what do you like to do when you're not writing when i'm not writing i just quit my job at Walmart which is super exciting I used to write for um Walmart's electronics brand Uh um and now I'm a bar instructor which is fun so I have like a new hobby like every month ballet bar yeah but it's not really like ballet because I'm not graceful at all it's more like high intensity stuff and so yeah like the preacher's wife ran out of my class the first class because I said fuck but I was saying it in a very motivational way I said, this is fucking hard and you're you're doing it. And she was like, I didn't grab my shoes or nothing, Jesus. She left her mat. She booked out of the room. It was my first time. Shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. My life. And 
I was like, um, so yeah, that's what I do. I exercise a lot because, um, and then like I have three kids and so they have soccer and that's what we do. I love that. Also, have you, that made me also think of the sound where it's like, I didn't take nothing but two Tortino's pizzas (laughs) and my doggy and left. That's like my, that's like my favorite sound ever. Because I send my aunt, I sent her a TikTok where it was like me sneaking into my aunt's car after my parents like ridicule me or some shit like that. It's like me sneaking out with my aunt and it's like that sounds in the background. It's so funny. I love it. All right. So this is my favorite question for authors. What is is the weirdest thing you have had to Google for a book? I had to Google anything weird yet, but I did go down the kink talk wormhole rabbit hole is it a wormhole and so that really sucked me in for a while I was like my husband was just like what are we doing what is going on here Mm -hmm. um it was like a whole thing so um you're welcome you're welcome for that (laughs) kink talk can get very scary especially when you stumble across some shit you're not supposed to be on and you're like yeah I think I've I think I have girl boss too too close to the sun I'm afraid (laughs) that's like I'm a little too far in I don't think I need to be here um anywho uh Stevie is now going to take reading questions that's my last writing question and I need to reply to this there are 47 messages in this group chat I need to to (laughs) Thanksgiving okay so what book has your favorite cover now this can be your book or it can be one that you've read I mean, I love my cover. I do. I'm, I am partial. I love any animated cover. Um, I'm trying to think specifically. I mean, the Unhoneymooners. I just love like the big text too. Yeah. Like a, yeah. You would love MJ's cover for Courage for Fools. My pants are unbuttoned and I'm afraid they'd fall down. Hold up. <laughs> She's I like, on, I gotta try to get it. <laughs> I, have on, I have on mom jeans right now. And like they, like when I stand up, they fit me fine. But like when I sit yeah. down, they like buckle. So I like unbutton them. So they're comfy when I sit down, but they'll like fall off. Yes. It's a jam. I love it. I do love it. It's my favorite currently. Until I get my new one in. And then that'll be my favorite eventually. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I like to change my mind often. Okay, so what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, the recommendation, or the title? It's going to be the, the cover. And then if there's like a trope, I like to list the trope at the top. That like hooks me. Um, I usually don't read the blurb because then I get bored of it. And I feel like I'm like, oh, I know enough about the story. I don't want to read it. So like, I love to go blind into books and just be like, what? Um, yeah. Okay, I get it. I like it too. I mean, I don't think I've ever gone in blind. Well, I mean, technically I've kind of gone in blind because I like to just shop on Amazon for just random covers that I really like. And there is a current book on my shelf and I'm not going to, I'm going to like lift my shoulder up so nobody like, so nobody can like see it. Um, But uh, there's a current book on my shelf that I bought because I love the cover and I read it and I was like, this is trash. (laughs) I was like, I hate this book. So I don't like going into a blind because what if I don't like it? Yeah, but I also quit a book. Like you DNF. I, I, I will quit. Yeah. Like DNF. All right. You're that a lot. 
I DNF. Um, I don't. I can't. No, my brain won't let me DNF. I mean, even if I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I hate this movie. I used to not do it until like I started blogging and the constant, like if a book has so many spelling errors, it's so hard for me to like to continue it. I mean, yeah. And then if I get bored, I'm like, I can't. Understandable. Understandable. I don't DNF. I can't. My brain won't let me. Um, so who were some of your favorite authors to read? Oh, I love um Megan Quinn. Oh I love except I don't like the parts where they break up. I usually stop it. I usually read her books until they're 80% no, and then the, I never that's finish. That's the best part. What are you talking about? <laughs> because they're so long. I'm just like, oh, they're okay, they're gonna get back together. That is like horrible. But um Max Monroe, I love um, T.L. Swan, Penelope Douglas, Colleen Hoover. Um, oh my Helen, God, I said my safe word. Helena Hunting and um, Tessa Bailey. And oh, 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 Tracy Garvis Graves. Mm. You probably haven't heard of her, but um, I love I her. I love too. Penelope Douglas. What's your favorite book by her? See, her books are like chilling right there. There's just mm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Birthday Girl. Oh like, God, can, it's kind of I'm icon. ashamed. It's an I icon. can't. I cannot tell you how many times like I have it on audible like I don't I think it's like chapter 23 yeah I've listened to it many it's so times hot. it's so hot Pike is like the most hot, the hottest thing ever have you ever have you read punk 57 yes uh, that oh, was my first that I read first I need to tell you okay so I'm on also on like kink tiktok I'm all over the place on tiktok okay I'm on book talk also you know like the the muse that everybody has for Misha right is like on tiktok the dude is on tiktok Okay, like the one that Penelope Douglas thinks that looks like Misha, like she posted it in a her reader group and was like, this is how I picture Misha or whatever. Oh, no, He's I'm on TikTok. Okay. And he and book talk is so fucking crazy that we commented so many times this man's comments section and he went and bought Punk 57. <clears throat> now, he, these bitches have snitched on us. Because they were like, oh my God, read chapter, 11, read chapter 13, read chapter 13. I was like, don't do that to this man. And he posted a TikTok of him after he read it. And he was like, what the fuck did y'all just make me read? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, just like. Now I want to reread it. I'm like, I'm just I think wait. I'm going to do that. Hold up. I'm going to find the fucking TikTok too. I'm like, <laughs> just wait until he reads chapter 11. Good job, ladies. You have now snitched on us. Congratulations. <laughs> we are fucked. That's why we can't have nice things. This is what I, 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 what I said. <laughs> this is why. Oh, there he is. Hold up. Is he, or is he tagged? Is he tagged? Oh, no. Wait, is this him? Wait, he has another account. Okay, wait. Ask the next question while I look for this damn TikTok. Okay. Do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? Um, all. Like, I like to, I actually like audio the best. Mm-hmm. So I like to audio during the day when I'm doing stuff and then pick up the physical copy. It's like if I read on an e-reader, I like it because I have like immediate access to buy a book. Mm-hmm. But I also am like short attention span. And so I can like click out of it. So I don't read as much with my phone if, as if I had like a physical book because then I can't like click out of it so all of them okay hold up I found I'm it. here for it I collect all my paperbacks and I read on my e-reader yeah. just take a moment 
<laughs> to pause because I'm showing a TikTok. <laughs> okay, watch him. Because he literally says at the beginning, he's like, since this is commented on like every video I post and you guys won't, <laughs> I bought it. And then, and then somebody was like, commented and said, oh my God, don't read chapter 13. Oh my God, what the fuck did I do? Go back, go back. Okay, okay. I can't. He's like, I don't know what to do. And then his comment is, is like captions like, what did y'all just make me read? <laughs> you dumb bitches. You dumb bitches. We're busted now. We're busted. Abort mission. It was just not a good time. Not a good time. All right. Okay. Sorry. Now, uh, now, that, now that the side show is over, continue. So what was your last five-star read? Um, the takeover. This one. T.L. Swan. I actually read this one first, the second book, um, and then I bought them all because um, Who else recommends those books like Hell Crazy Rachel. 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 Rachel loves yes. the teacher. Rachel's all over T.L. Swan. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was so well done. I just I was like I. She writes similar to me, and yeah, I thought it was so well done. So like I have to own them all. Pick that bad boy up. Yeah. All right, so we are, this is the last section of our podcast, which is trope questions. We love these questions. They're some of our favorites. So what is your, well, I guess this is like a tough situation for you because you've only wrote one book, but what is your favorite trope to write and why? Or what do you think might be your favorite trope to write and why? I mean, so I have I have the Kindle Vela too. So yeah, yeah, okay. I, I count that as two. Um, I just love a grumpy sunshine. I just love- Oh, it, I mean, and you could call that opposites attract. Like, I just love like, or a, like an unlikely friendship. I yeah. love those, you know. Those are good. I love those. Yeah. They're so good. All right, CB, you take the next one. What is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? I think friends to lovers. I eventually want to write. Um, but you have to do that well. Like you have to like not friend zone the guy. And like, he can't be too cinnamon roll. Like he can't be too, I don't know. I think it's like, it's hard to do well. Like you said, friends to lovers? Yeah. Okay. I feel like enemies to lovers is probably harder. No. Friends to lovers is hard, but friends to lovers has so much angst. It hurts so good. Yeah. And it's like, they have to have the right age. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I, um, I want to do it eventually, and um, yeah, and I would like to do enemies to lovers. I just don't know if I would be able to do it well. So, I love enemies to lovers. I just wrote my first one, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. It releases next week on September twenty third. Just in case Very everybody wanted to know that. <laughs> so, what is one trope you'll never write, and why? Probably, if I had to say, second chance romance. I don't. It's like, you say psych right now. No, I just can't. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like any of them. I think um, Christina Lauren has a good one. Um, you right now you've never read Candy Steiner's Second Chance Romances? No. Yeah, I've read, the, yeah, I've read 
her Christmas blanket, I think is what it was called. That was Second Chance. I have no idea what the fuck that is. I have never read that one before. She Me talked about that one. Remember, she was talking about how that was uh, one of the ones that didn't, like, that sells, but not. Okay. You need to read a love letter to Whiskey. I've heard that, but I don't like to cry and be sad. Okay, then don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> don't read anything Candy <laughs> Don't read anything by Candy Steiner then. That's why you don't like second chance romance is because you yeah. don't like to cry. And be sad. Yeah, I like to be happy and okay. laugh. Well, then we are not the same person when it comes to reading because if I'm going to read, I better be feeling something and it better not be happy. I don't want <laughs> to feel happy. I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I have enough like anxiety and mental illness I'm just like I need to be happy oh no thank you no, no if no, you no. want to be really happy go to YouTube and type in our name and watch the indie live panel we did with Candy Steiner mm-hmm. and Willow Winters and Jen Sterling you'll probably be laughing your ass off for the entire time it was like I, almost two hours it, of it, nonsense it was ridiculous <laughs> all right Stevie you asked the last question ma'am Okay, if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? So this is like a fantasy scenario. I really like Brother's Best Friend. Um, Or like, yeah, yeah. Overprotective Brother's Best Friend. It's definitely a fantasy scenario. Like, absolutely. Like, Stevie's is billionaire. So. Well, I mean, like, that's a really good one. Yeah, because like they say money can't buy happiness, but it sure as hell can. <laughs> can he be a billionaire brother? Yeah, Max yes, Monroe, exactly. That's yeah, that's it. This is my thing is if you pick billionaire, it can be multiple things. He could be a rock yeah. star. He could be a yeah. sports person. And that's awesome. But guess what I get? I get all of the above. <laughs> she wants <laughs> a reverse harem. So, oh, oh God. Yeah. She could just like <laughs> take a. I have. I have them all. If I want a billionaire, I'll get a billionaire. But if I also want like a broke freaking MC motorcycle president, I get him too. <laughs> I love a reverse harem. I, that's what I want. And that's what I'll get. Eventually, just kidding. I'm joking. That's a joke. Anyway, so that is our last question for you on the podcast. However, you've been so great. And we want to congratulate you again on the debut novel. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. You were awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, We hope to chat again with you soon. And uh, we hope you have a great day. Yeah. Cool.